0: Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, and I'm the creator of the show, Moms Don't Have Time to Move and Shake, because none of us have time to exercise and work out, and me, I'm probably shaking a little bit more than I wish I were. This is going to be a community-hosted podcast, not by me, but by a collection of women all over the country who are going to share their stories, struggles, and solutions, some with their own guests on their episodes, some without. Each one will be a wonderful sampler of a story that you can relate to or that might help you, and I hope that you all enjoy it. Moms don't have time to move and shake. Get moving. Well, hello everybody. I am Stacy Eagle. I am the founder of Boy Meets Girl. I am also an author. My book comes out for pre-order November 7th where all books can be bought, and I am so excited to be here for Zibby Owens and her podcast Moms Don't Have Time to Move and Shake. And today I am going to have an amazing friend in the fitness world Um, who is joining me to talk about our fitness and our well-being and our children and how we move and shake and I'm so grateful to have her here today so Brianna would you introduce yourself and who you are I think it's always best to come from you over me announcing you Thank you. i
1: so first off, thank you for inviting me, and in. I feel super honored and grateful. So I'm, I'm glad we get to vibe and chat. So yeah. So my name is Brianna Carasino. I am a a mother to a twelve year old beautiful boy, and I own my own lifestyle and fitness business now for about sixteen years. I am an athlete, very fit myself, and I, uh, I'm a vegan. And I created my business because I felt like there was a lack of a one-on-one vibe for a community, right? And so that's sort of where my business started. It started in LA, and I brought it to New York, and now I'm in South Florida with my, with my son.
0: Did you always know you wanted to be in fitness? Was it because you were an athlete when you were younger? Or is this something that came about when you became a mother? So so it's funny. When I was super young, I was super athletic. But
1: this is one of the reasons why I became a coach. I never really had guidance from the adults around me. I had most of my family had mental illness and was dealing with addiction. And so I was I was sort of born into that. And my, um, my grandparents basically raised me and I was very athletic when I was a kid, but there was no structure. So I sort of didn't have any guidance, didn't have any structure. And I eventually became an addict and battled mental illness for a very, very long time. And the universe sent me, pretty much sent me an angel that started, who is my husband now, but at the time when I met him, he had been a, a D1 basketball player, like, Uber athlete was a trainer himself and and when I met him he saw the value in me that I didn't see in myself for a very very long time and I eventually became a coach cuz he was a coach at the time and I felt like when I first became a coach and this was in LA the only way that I was going to heal myself with the addiction was if I started to give back to other people. At the time, I didn't realize that, but the cleaner I got, the more clarity I got within that. And it just became, it just evolved. You know, like I start, I was a trainer when I started, uh, but now I'm a coach. I'm a lifestyle fitness coach. And from my trauma, from how I was raised and dealing with kicking addiction and And still, currently, have to manage my mental illness of anxiety and depression. I was able to come out the other side, clean and healthy mentally, but also able to find my purpose and share my purpose. And that's how I became a coach.
0: That's amazing. I, you know, it's. I look back at like childhood, and you know, if there's been any you know trauma in terms of me growing up. And and I, I did not have a similar background, but I, I thought about like my body and why when Ziti posted this note, you know, does anyone want to be a co-host on moms don't have time to move and shake, you know, why it spoke to me. And I'm a, you know, child athlete, uh, swimmer, a volleyball player, did a lot of sports growing up. I don't know if I'm the best athlete, but I I, I call myself an athlete. <laughs> um, yeah, you should, for sure. And, you know, I thought like, why did, why did this post, you know, resonate with me? Why did it resonate with like all these women who are, you know, co-hosting on this podcast? And I looked like, thought really deep and hard about like my background and, and I had I had, a you know, an incredible support system growing up from my sister to my family, a very opposite, you know, childhood in terms of addiction or anything. And so, but for me, I was always, my sister was a competitive swimmer, D- D1 swimmer, and I was never as like the best at that, you know, I wanted to be the best swimmer also, but I was like, I switched to volleyball and I had sort of this like competitive piece of me and she was always really thin you know, and I wasn't as yeah. thin. And I remember like, I, I th- I, w- I didn't remember this until this post, but I drew lines on my body, like literally where my hips are still the same hips I have today that like saved me during a car crash. But <laughs> I like would draw lines on my body so that and I'm, and I, I think about also, and I'm like, my head's sort of spinning because I've been on Zooms all day. But a friend of mine, Jack, Jax, created a song recently that came out that's about Victoria's Secrets and sort of what morphed her like body issues growing up. It's a song. It's really good. I wanted to get her also on here to speak with us, but she's on tour, but thinking about like society and like, and maybe my sister being super thin and active and like, and like, you know, seeing these ads around you, you know, this is pre-social media, but more magazine driven of like what you wanted your body to be. Right. And it was, that was why this post really, it wasn't, it, and then I was like, oh wait, I'm a mom. And I also had issues, you know, two years trying to get pregnant and, and then taking all these things to put in my body. And then my body, you know, got a different way. And I, after the, I did a marathon run in 2004, in but like, I still haven't, I like look at myself now and, and, and why I wanted you on here also is that, you know, during covid we were at a point where like, you know, we were homeschooling, we were in lockdown and we were introduced to other moms. And I saw that you were doing these, you know, inspirational yoga one-on-ones or a few people on zoom and Dylan and I, my son, you know, popped into it with you and Oliver. And it was was like, (laughs) yeah, so, so, you know, I was, I'm sort of what I'm getting to for myself is that do we have time to move and shake? Hell no, but we need to incorporate that into our our life. And and similarly to your story, it's what made you, you know, whole, right? And yeah. and it keeps these activities and taking care of our bodies is so important to our well being. And so. I had that moment with you over COVID and then I gave myself more moments that I didn't have over the course of my like 20 year career of building, 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 always on the go, having this sort of standstill to be fortunate and privileged to work from remote and be with my child. So I started incorporating walks in the parks, runs again, and like really taking care of me. And so I'm sure for you, you've noticed this, like, uptick during COVID as well of women who, and men, I'm sure, who never took care of themselves. Because I know that we even tried to get together many times pre-COVID, and it just didn't work for my schedule. So can you give, like, some advice or what has happened in in these past, like, two years that you've seen for moms and, and the takeaways for us? Yeah, so I think that you know, within my career,
1: it's it's evolved. I think that like with any career-driven human, like there's always growth and and you're evolving. And so I think, like I said, when I first started, I was I I looked at myself as a trainer, but where when I look at who I am now as a coach, and when I started, it's like two different women, right? And even my clients have have shifted, right? It's now very I'm very honed in, and I attract busy women, mm-hmm. right? Me. That, yeah, <laughs> like you, right? And they don't, not all, not all of them are, are, mothers, but it's the same mindset. And it's the same mentality of you understand what it means to, to work hard for whatever you want and have in your life, right? You understand consistency and dedication, mm-hmm. right? But what, what the, the, the common you know, the common issue with a lot of these humans is that, while well, I'm putting a thousand things first and then I sort of forget about who
0: I am and what I need to do. Right.
1: That's a great and
0: point so, because that really is what is, what happened in my, you know, 20 plus years growing a business is that all of a sudden, you know, I went from like a size Two, because I worked at all the time, ran a Chicago marathon in 2004, like, you know, I was coming off of college, like had, a, had worked for someone else and, and started, you know, going to the gym, running the park in New York city. And then like, then I started my own business. And then I was, you know, 10 years, 10 trade shows a year for 10 years and hustling and bustling and building, finding manufacturing, you know, the whole yeah life that you'll read in my book and all of a sudden, that fabric became all I cared about versus my body.
1: And right. And, and yeah, I, was, I apologize. No no, no,
0: no, no, no. So I'm sorry. I cut you off. So yeah. So okay. you spoke to me just now of, you know, what happens to busy people.
1: Yeah. And I think this is what it is, is that the, the busier you are, the more successful you are, the more you're dialed into whatever it is that you're in, t- you know, you're working towards or working in, you need help. Right. So if you are at a level in your career where you feel like, okay, I'm in a really good place, but I know that I have neglected myself physically and mentally. And I know that I can't get back to that. I, I need to source help. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's where I come in. And that's where I come in for all of my clients for many, many, many years where it is, okay, I have tried to do it on my own. I have tried to find classes that I can jump into. Obviously with COVID it wasn't that, right? So everyone jumped into what can I do digitally? What who can I who can I connect to digitally? But I've tried to motivate myself every day. I've really worked on really trying to help myself and I just can't. Mm-hmm. But I know that I want to. I need to find somebody. And so that's where I step in and I it's really what you what women like you are looking for is consistent guidance yeah. because all you're doing all day is running the show, right? Yeah, exactly. Right? So you're, you are, have so much responsibility day in, day out. And then you throw a child into that on top of owning your own business or running your own business or, you know, having a high level, career in some capacity, right? It's the, the the consistent mindset across the board is, okay, I just need someone to help me stay on track.
0: Mm-hmm. Just tell
1: me what to do, right? Mm-hmm. And okay. then once you tell me what to do, I'm, I'm a go-getter. So I give you the tools and then you just apply, right? But you're yes. also getting consistent encouragement and coaching, right?
0: And you give That's-
1: food, food layout as well for someone. Yeah, so new, more nutritional guidance because I'm not a nutritionist and mm-hmm. so I can't really go into that realm, but I work very closely with, with a, a nutritionist who I send some of my clients to who need that. And basically what it is with a nutrition is it's honestly really simple. The way I manage it is we we look at what you're already eating mm-hmm. and we start to make little tweaks in what you're currently eating because why would I Why would I go in and just massively shift everything? That's going to freak you out. It's you're going to get frazzled. It's like it's about working with you as an individual and how to shift your lifestyle. It's not, oh, this is a cookie cutter, right? Like, my example is, and what is beyond frustrating is the physical therapists in this country that 95% of them are cookie cutters. Mm -hmm. And you'll go in and they'll do the same movement for that 80 year old that they do for me who's an athlete. Why would you do that? Right? right. You have to, you have to go in and find a specialist who is used to seeing athletes, right? So it's the same thing. It's an individual vibe, right? So it it all gets restructured to the human. And I think that's what it is, is the takeaway with this is you're an individual. You're not you know, your friends, Sarah, you're not your friend, you're not your husband, you know, Bob, who is dedicated to whatever it's okay. What's going to work for you, figure out a plan together and start to slowly restructure the lifestyle that works for you, that you feel good about, right. Mm. While having someone who's your coach,
0: right. (laughs) It's, you know, it's pretty lovely. It is lovely. It's something I think after this episode, I'm going to do with you. (laughs) Speaking of, you know, child athletes. So I know you recently uprooted your own life to focus on your child's uh, amazing athletic abilities. Can you talk, you know, about, I think, you know, it's really interesting. I, you know, Dylan is eight and I'm starting to see what he loves. And I also just going back in my history, I was, my sister was a swimmer. So I was a swimmer until I was like in high school. Then I switched to volleyball because I could never beat her, uh, her times. But, uh, but, but that's another story. But, you know, watching a child, Find what they love, and also like having the encouragement from a parent like us. You know, is so incredible, and and just sort of watching what morphs. So, can you tell us what recently you've been doing with your son? Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. It's it's
1: beautiful. Like around eight, you'll you like you're right with what was happening with Dylan is is sort of what started to happen with Oliver is they start to um, like connect to something a bit more, you know, internally, and so Oliver he is so, he's, he's so creative and he's so in tuned with himself that tennis just made the most sense for him. It was the sport that he, from a very young age, gravitated towards and got very quickly. Right. And I think it's because him being a creative and him being an only child and him being in tuned with who he is, that he can kind of think outside the box. So he became a tennis player. And so if um, anyone who's listening knows anything about tennis is that it starts very young tennis, mm-hmm. right? You start a lot of these players in these hot, super high level, even the junior players that he's around now, they start at five mm-hmm. or four, right? So, so he was playing on and off pretty consistently for, you know, at six, he started and then by about seven, he got a bit more serious and then 80 got a bit more serious. And then w- what happened was we just sort of, we just, the environments that were offered in New York, we, he just was starting to grow out of everything. The last academy he was in was in John McEnroe and he was part-time. And so financially, it's an insanely expensive sport. So yeah. tennis in South Florida full-time and tennis in New York full-time is a whole different financial bracket. Yeah. and he has access to play tennis full-time. Yeah. So we decided as a family uh, about a year ago that if he was ready at 12, I would relocate with him and he'd start academy here. So he got accepted into the academy and we've been here since July. And it's the most beautiful experience thus thus far. Like, honestly, it's, it's this and when he was born, right? It's um. like... It's a very, it's such a beautifully special experience. And I'm so, I'm, I'm so, it, it's like, I almost feel, I almost on some days feel even more excited for his life. Like I always have said since he was little, I'm so excited for your life, kid. Because mm-hmm. you're just, he, he gets things at such a young age that because of him being a creative and him being t- in tune with himself, but also he learns so much from this sport. It's, it's incredible what he does for his mind.
0: How have you taken this for yourself? I mean, you're able to be with clients remote anyway because yeah. COVID you were doing yeah, that. So this has not well, yeah. what you do.
1: Well, I've been literally, Stacey, I've been training digitally even before it was a thing during COVID. I started FaceTime training when I moved from California back to New York. Hmm. And I did all Zoom classes cause I had a group training business, like a thriving group training business in LA and I was running it. Some of my coaches there were running it. And then I was also doing zoom. So the digital world has been, I've been very familiar with for a very long time. And now, and one of the reasons why I'm here and my husband's not is because I can work remote. Mm. He can't, he's a real estate agent in New York, so he can't, he can't be here, but digital training is something that I have the flexibility to be able to support him.
0: it's incredible. And does your husband come like every other long weekend or every week or? Every, yeah, every couple, every uh, two times a month. He, he's actually, he'll be here
1: tomorrow. So he comes a couple times a month.
0: What we do for our kids, right?
1: I, yeah, but I, it's so crazy. I, you know, it, it's funny when I, when we were making the shift, I have to be honest, I started to get a little scared because I was like, holy, okay. I'm literally ending my everything that I built, my career in New York, right? Like Mm -hmm. at the time I was coaching to camera for a digital website. I had more clients in person in New York. I was also having my pop-ups, right? Like you you came to one of them at Techno Jam, right? Yeah. So and so I was like, okay, wow. Okay. So this thing that I built is now is going to be is gone is essentially gone. And at first I said to myself, wow, okay, that's a little scary. And then literally, Stacey, as soon as I got here and we started our life, I didn't even think back. I didn't even look back. It was just like, okay, this is where we are.
0: I have a pillow from my home line that says never look back. So it it reminds me Yeah. <laughs> that you know we we embrace this, you know, there's it's hard to embrace change, but when we do, we find that, you know, things can be even better and it's a really hard thing to do. I mean, I've been in my business for 22 years or 21 plus years, but I've, I've moved offices like 18 times, <laughs> you know, really? and yeah, uh, in the garment, oh gosh. garment district. I was in Union City, then I was in the garment district. We had five year lease here, three year lease here, two year lease here. Three different partners along the way. I mean, so much change within like this growing business, right? And mm-hmm. I think that like you become stronger and more resilient with with each step. And I think it's really incredible what you've done. And I, I am so I love hearing your story. What are some tips that you would, you know, give yourself for maintaining a healthy lifestyle?
1: So, you know, it's so funny. I don't know if you saw, but I'm part of this Fab Over 40 contest.
0: No. Uh, Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I did yes. yes,
1: yes. Because I have... Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, you voted. You did, and you donated too. I think so. Thank you for that, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's it's they they have a similar kind of question. It's sort of like, what would you do? Would you tell your younger self? And I sort of feel like this falls into sort of the same category of it's about understanding that you just have to take it step day by day, mm-hmm. right? And that some days you're going to feel like you can put a hundred percent in, and some days you're going to put in. 40%. But yeah. understanding that that 40% is is okay. But right? I think as women as mothers we're always like there's always a thousand things we're doing, right? And so if we don't I feel like if we don't check everything off the list sometimes we feel guilty or we feel like you know we're less than in some capacity, mm-hmm. right? And I think that what I think is important is understanding that you're going to do what you can do and being okay is okay. Honestly. Right.
0: I think that, you know, when I break down my life now is that if as long as I get like an outside, like piece of nature, even if I walk for an hour and I'm on the phone for like 10 calls for business, but I'm walking outside somewhere that I'm seeing trees and the sun and like giving myself that which is something I didn't have for a long time when I was always going to the Garmin Center or on a plane or traveling or this. And it's I'm in a grateful spot of my career where I can do a lot more remote now that it's grown. And also the pivot we all have had with COVID that I, if I give myself that, then I'm like in touch with myself Mm-hmm. And then I can conquer my day with the zooms and the calls and the meetings that have to happen and the events that are now coming about again. And, and when I don't give myself some of that, I notice I get much more anxious or crazy with my day because I didn't give it to myself. So I, I've, I've come in tune with my, who I am and what I need, which is, I think why I showed up for this particular podcast. Yeah. No, it sounds like it. It's,
1: it, you, but you're, you're, whether you realize it or not, you're in like a a, a moving meditation connecting to nature mm-hmm. like that. It's good for the brain. It's good for the body. Yeah. And I think that's what it is, is like you're, you've realized, and that's what each of my clients, it's like, okay, so what is working for you? Example, one of my clients is super, super busy and she's a partner in her, her firm. And, uh, and what we work on consistently is, okay. I understand that the day is full but let's just stop right now and have 10 breaths. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because she, she works on consistent daily meditation, right? This is at the top of her every Sunday she sends me a reflection of her week, right? And in the and the in the goal that she wants to get to in the next week is being more present in her meditation. And mm-hmm. so I have to keep reminding her every time you sit to meditate it's the 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 lesson isn't trying to force your mind to clear out. It's the discipline of sitting there to sit there, right? So you've found a tool for you of the discipline of getting out to nature. You You know, that makes you feel the best. And so that you do that. And it's beautiful because you've done it organically, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so I think that's what it is, is like each person there are things that you naturally gravitate towards just check in with those, be more aware of those. Right. And also the universe is constantly sending you signals and signs, right. Messages, Mm
0: -hmm. you know,
1: you know, tap into it.
0: That's right. I was writing down numbers as you were talking and, it is your birthday today. So happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and I was thinking about that your son is 12. And I won't say your number if you don't want to say it, but you look amazing. Oh, that's okay. I I'm proud of it. Well, you're 49 today. So congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Thank and you. my son is eight. And in four years, I will be 49. So I'm. we are on the same oh, crazy. with our children. And we both have <laughs> only children who are boys. So I just thought that was really like the universe is sort of, and I want to, I aspire to look like you (laughs) at 49 (laughs) because anyone who's listening to this, please follow. What is your Instagram? So
1: it's, it's B F it's B fit New York city. So it's just the letter B F I T and then New York city spelled out.
0: Yes. Please follow. (laughs) Thank you. NYC, because you look incredible. And I I hope I can fit in more days to take care of myself so that I can get those arms of yours. Um, <laughs> but thank you so much. Of I, th- course. The uh, clock is ticking and then we're going to be cut off from the Zoom. I am so thankful for this conversation and I hope all the moms listening here to have a little piece that you can take away from our conversation. And I wish we had more time so we could really dive into a lot more, but- um, could,
1: I, could I just say one thing, yes, that one yes. question? Okay, so this course. is the question I want all the, the mamas and the women that are listening to this As soon as you get up and put your feet on the ground, just close your eyes and ask yourself what you need for that day. And if you start to structure your day that way, you'll be more in tune with with the way the day is going to go and what you need.
0: I love that. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. Yes, of
1: course. Thank it. you, Lily.
0: It will be going live soon. And thank Yay. you for having us. And uh, you can follow me at Stacy Eagle, S-T-A-C-Y, I G E L, and more to come. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Stacey. Right, bye bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Mom's Don't Have time to move
1: and shake. Get moving.